If you enjoy this episode of Obscure Obsessions, please remember to rate us, review us, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Nick Zaccario. And I'm Taylor Zaccario. And on this episode of Obscure Obsessions 2. I wonder what that could... Mom? Is that you? <laughs> it's like a Godzilla movie where you just hear roaring going on off screen. Did he have any choice in his career path? Like, if your name is Dactyl, do you have to study dinosaurs? And Batman, for sure, is not into it. <laughs> Batman is very uncomfortable with that. It's, is that public knowledge? Nicholas, that, like... knowing radiology is key at crime fighting. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts. Of uh, Chris Rock. I watched watched it and i have to say it's really bad like i had as a movie yeah it's not funny and like even this time maybe i was in the wrong mood maybe because i I watched it in the morning and not before bed that's your cinematic nyquil right i mean i usually i sometimes will put that on at night just to uh try to pop open my my pulling spring water yeah oh reach taking steps where is the bowling spring people to uh but yeah i watched moon Knight and i liked i liked the first episode. Okay. I don't, I don't know anything about the character. I thought it was a little bit repetitive, maybe, but I think the repetitiveness is for a purpose. Well, and it's nice, too, that they're not going to try to drag it out over an yeah, what, extensive amount of episodes. Yeah, I what think is it's it only like? six. Six? I think so. So I told you I've been on this. Um, <laughs> my latest kick is a Frank Oz kick. Watching okay. the films directed by, by Frank, Mr. Frank, Frank Oz. Oz. And of course, I had seen. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan and, right. and The Dark Crystal, which he co-directed, of course. Of course. Uh, Did he do that Gene Wilder one? Or is that Leonard Nimoy? No. That's, the one where the baby's sitting on his head? Le, no, it's Leonard, uh, it's Leonard Nimoy. You never want to be the, the director of a movie where the poser has a baby sitting on Gene Wilder's head. <laughs> but so I, I started with uh, the score. Yeah. Then I watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, I didn't know he directed that yeah, one. Which, yeah, he directed that. Is that any good... Yeah, I liked that. That was fun. And it was kind of mean-spirited, but I kind of liked that. It. it was with, with Steve Martin, uh, Mr. Markle Kane. Mr. Markle Kane. Uh, Who's the uh, the woman in Glennie Headley, who oh. you know as the, the, the female lead in uh, Dick Tracy. And, oh, and she was married. Uh, Kit? Yeah, and she was married to Richard Dreyfuss in the movie Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, That's where gotcha. I know her from. But this strangely connects after watching how to hatch a dinosaur for like the fifth time <laughs> in two days not in lifetime right i then watched bowfinger with oh, okay. which is with another it's eddie frank Murray oz and yeah and steve eddie. martin yeah eddie murphy right. and, St- and steve martin and i'm watching it and all of a sudden they cut to an exterior shot of eddie murphy's mansion and the mansion is stately Wayne Manor from Batman. It's really? The, it's the exact... And I, I, uh, This is how sad and pathetic my I life mean, is. I, I immediately what... recognized it <laughs> as as Bruce Wayne, stately Wayne Manor. It's not in the ep- this episode, I don't think, but you see it a billion times well, in the series. Well, it's in the beginning of the movie, and you've seen it in a ton of the episodes. Yeah, so it was just a weird coincidence. Like, I just... I can't escape how to hatch a dinosaur it just seems to show up oh and i also think i have the title for what this episode is gonna be okay uh, i think i want it to be called and this is serious revitalizing fossil forms by the use of high energy <laughs> radioactive energy sources that's what the title of this episode is going by to professor be. something willis willis right? grimes oh willis grimes how dare you and I, and I looked up trying to figure out if willis grimes was like a reference to something uh-huh. like for example professor dactyl 
Right. Is a reference <laughs> to, I wonder what that could, mom, is that you? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was also thinking about how to hatch a dinosaur. And uh, as, you, as you normally do. As I do. normally do. I'm normally up in the middle of the night thinking about the Ogonai. <laughs> uh, but I think I mentioned it. Like this episode is, I guess, technically a sequel to our Surf's Up, Joker's Under episode. Right. Which We're, is weird because. Because. I didn't, even, I didn't even think of this connection when we talked about it. When How to Hatch a Dinosaur ends and you hear Barbara pick up the phone and there's Skip Parker. Skip Parker. There he is I audibly went, oh my God, it's Skip Parker. Well, what's interesting is I mentioned last time, I think, that when I was a kid, I would scour the early days of the web. Yeah. And I found a guy who, if you sent him some money in the list of episodes you wanted, he would make essentially a mixtape. I, I think I did this twice and I, each time i got two sets of what do you call uh like uh, cassette, v- uh, yeah vhs's, VHSs. and uh, the first time i got how to hatch a dinosaur because i was fascinated by the title and i remember there was also a website i think they were called geo remember they called geo cities or, or it, was, it was the early early thing and i remember they had this list of all the batman villains you could click on the villains oh and photo, see like what they and were you would get in? more information about them but some of them had no information, and one really? of them that had no information was was Olga. Olga, 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 wait for me. Olga, Queen of the Cossacks. So I was interested in Olga, and I was also interested because a bit of interesting trivia to really no one, but I'm going to say nonetheless is that Ann Baxter was the only actress mm-hmm. to play two different villains on. Not Abbott and Costello show. I, I have Abbott and Costello show on the brain. Who is I'm Batman. She, who is the other? She was also Zelda the Great. Oh. Who was one of the first villains. Okay. Uh, I forget what episode. But Zelda's like, not really like a recurring. No, she was only in the first two. Uh, yeah, she was in episode, that was episode nine and uh, ten, I guess. And I, I had it confused because as I was sitting there watching it, I thought Ann Baxter is the wife of Mel Brooks. That's Anne Bancroft. Yeah, that's Anne Baxter. What was her famous film? Was she? I know she was in. Uh, oh gosh, oh the Magnificent Ambersons, which I feel like we've talked. We've I've, we've used as a, as a, as a throwaway joke line. <laughs> oh, her big role of stupid me was All About Eve. Was her was gotcha. where she won the Academy Award. And then of course Vincent Price. Whenever I hear Vincent Price's voice, I hear Professor Radigan. From the Great Mouse Detective, okay. and that that for me when I was growing up was one of my was a constant visitor in right. my VHS, VHS library because I loved that. It is funny though because like this is around the same time that he was doing a bunch of the films with like William Castle, so like he had done yeah. like House on Haunted Hill and a few other ones that it like, was in that it was in that period where he was kind of having a resurgence and like sort of be. But suddenly, then there he is, is a bald, excellent master. Well, you know what's interesting is like a lot of these people were either past their prime or they got a resurgence. Got a resurgence, and and when I was thinking about because I, I watched How to Hatch a Dinosaur, and then I watched the other. I didn't. I I, I'm, I watched it in order as it appeared on the DVD. Yeah, so did I. And I, 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 I regret to say I did not have a chance to watch because Egghead appeared in season two in right. two episodes, which I don't think are shown very much anymore due because to some <laughs> issues, due to some, shall we say, racial insensitivity. Yeah. But 
if the main four villains, you know, Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, Joker, if they're the big four. They're the rogue gallery. If they're the big four, I always feel like Egghead is right outside there. Because mm-hmm. he's a ridiculous villain, but because it's Vincent Price, and Vincent Price it's slightly elevated. carries with him a certain menace, him and um, King Tut is the other villain that I think are just outside the big four because right. King Tut was was a history professor who gets hit on the head and thinks he's actually well, how he's, many episodes too is Egghead actually in? Oh, okay. Because I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I think that should also be a qualifier as to like the second round of yeah. Because he was in. Well, I if I remember correctly, he out of the main four appeared in a lot of episodes. He, King Tut, and Shame, right, all appeared in more than. The standard was you appeared in two episodes usually, but he was in the two. Uh, an, a yeg grows in Gotham. Uh-huh. A yeg foes in Gotham. What's two plus three? Five. Five. He was only in five episodes. Oh, but he appeared as a solo villain in his original appearances, okay. and then he was teamed up with Alga in the same the way. The Og trilogy. Yeah, and by the way, it never really occurred to me to to think like, why is it called Og? Right. Like I get odd couple they're parenting and the egg and i i think i actually mentioned another episode about which was a, a fred mcmurray claudette colbert that they oh that they then spun off mom pa kettle from. right but then i realized it's kind of like um when you put the two words benifer right uh you know like uh i don't uh, know what the word is but when you when you yeah whatever that's called like like benifer or um oh god there, there's other right couples but because it's egg and Olga. Olga. So Og. Okay. Oh, it's called an egg grows in Gotham and the egg foes in Gotham. Oh, good. Just just to be 100% accurate. <laughs> and I was, you know, one of the weird things about, we said last time that season three, they removed a lot of the budget. So you sometimes had the surrealistic stuff. It doesn't feel that way in this trilogy. Well, you know what's interesting? I was thinking about it. Like, I, I felt the same. I thought, wow, there's actual sets. There's actual doors. Well, it's weird because... In the, uh, I think it's in the uh, the Og and I, where they're in the museum and the um, thing that Olga needs to steal. Oh, the samovar. Yeah, that thing is ridiculously huge. Like, and by if the they way, didn't have the budget for that. A real samovar is like the size of this microphone. It's just something that you boil water in in in, in Russia. <laughs> but if you think about it, a lot of money went into this these three. Mm. perhaps that's then why you have these other episodes that have like no, no budget because immediately following how to hatch a dinosaur is surfs up joker's under right. which is but i was also i tried to research you have this trilogy right three episodes uh-huh. you have it begins with the og and i which is where olga and egghead they kidnap commissioner gordon and put a tax on all the eggs eaten in gotham city <laughs> Then you have ha- How to Hatch a Dinosaur, which is episode. So it goes episode eight is Agonai, episode nine is the, the How to Hatch a Dinosaur, and then the the conclusion of the trilogy is episode fifteen, which also doesn't make sense because the events in that really should have taken place before the Agonai. Well, the way, I, I've read a couple different things. There's no real terrific documentation on this. I'm gonna have. There, there was a book I saw. I'm gonna have to buy it. In season three, what this is again? I don't know. If this is one hundred percent true or not? Right. But in season three, budgets were cut, and the two-part episodes were abandoned. Producers allegedly thought, "Well, let's now do three-part 
episodes. And if you look at season three, there's at least two. You have the Egghead trilogy. And then there's the Londinium. Londinium right? And then there's also something with Catwoman and Joker, which as it stands now is two episodes. But there is a third Catwoman episode that is interrupted. It goes a Catwoman episode, the Og couple, and then a two-part Catwoman Joker episode. Huh. We almost think, oh, that probably would have been part of this trilogy. Right. But apparently, and again, this is a legend, producers thought, oh, people aren't going to want to sit through a continuing story for three weeks, which is amazing to think right now, now it is. when you think like everything is serialized. But at the time, serialized storytelling didn't exist. So what did they do? They, they switched it up. And if you watch this episode even, you can tell certain things have been re-edited or, or reshot. There, there's a moment in the beginning where Batman says to he he references something that occurred in the Agonai where Commissioner Gordon and Robin are going to be cooked into a borscht. Right. The Volga Batman. <laughs> and Batman references that. To me, it seems very like oh that was some kind of sandwiched in there. What I read allegedly, and I and I looked at different sources, the Agonai would have been the second episode. Right. It would have gone right. The Og couple, or would have because been, yeah, I, whatever way it would have been. Well, how did how did you read it? I interpreted it as the Og couple should have been first because by the end of it, Egghead his and uh, Olga have already decided that we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. That's a point that's it was thrown so randomly into the Og and I uh-huh. that it would only make sense to chronicle because Egghead and Olga just start working together. Yeah. in episode 15 mm-hmm. i think you're right i think you're right so i think it should go og couple og and i and then how to hatch a dinosaur definitely because a major you're right because a major plot point is that egghead needs to make money in order to get the dowry in order to marry olga right. even though it's very well stated that Olga was working in a Bessarovian restaurant washing dishes before Egghead found her. So why does he need to pay for a dishwasher? But okay, okay, whatever. But there's also, a, yeah, Olga is polyamorous because at oh, one yeah. point she's going to marry both Egghead and Batman, that, and they. Well, that's the my favorite of the three is How to Hatch a Dinosaur, uh-huh. just because it's the craziest and right. stupidest. So I had my first round of VHSs that I ordered. That's when I didn't realize that they were connected. Mm-hmm. So in my second round, I then ordered the Og and I. So those were the two I always watched. I never really, and I don't. I, for me, the the Og couple wasn't as good as the other two. No, I like. I can't even really remember exactly what happens in the Og and I. I know it's the the egg. Oh, and they're stealing the caviar, right? They're stealing right. Caviar. Batman is uh, Batgirl is gonna get drowned in the caviar. In caviar. Well, I is Og and I where where? Yeah, it must be. Where Batman is getting very uncomfortable with Olga's uh, flirtation, where she, where yes. he wants, yeah, because he's going to marry Batman, and he goes, "Aren't you supposed to marry Egghead?" <laughs> and those were always the fun part in um, Catwoman episodes. Well, they couldn't do it with the Eartha Kitt Catwoman right. because of racism. Right at the time, they wouldn't allow Batman and, and a black Catwoman to have a sexual relationship. But in the Julie Newmar ones, there's a lot of sexual overtones and, and undertones. And Batman, for sure, is not into it. <laughs> Batman is very uncomfortable with that. I'm trying to think if there's any other important stuff to set up about this one. It, again, this is season three where 
I didn't realize yeah. how crucial is not the right word, but Batgirl is almost more important in some of these episodes than even Batman is. You're, you know, you're absolutely right. And I, and I was thinking that, like, wow, Batman kind of takes a back seat to Batgirl. At some point. At some point. And it's definitely in this point in the series where the villains are way more interesting than Batman. Yeah. And I also forgot, because they don't really play it up that much in the Surf's Up episode, but that Batman and Robin don't know that Barbara Gordon right. is Batgirl. Yeah, because she has that hilarious delivery in, I guess it's the Agonai, when she's like, my father, Commissioner Gordon, is kidnapped? And in that one, she says to Alfred, okay, we can't, I know that, well, he, I guess... Does yeah, Alfred, kn- Alfred knows that it's Barbara Gordon. Right, right, right. Okay. Because there's that scene in How to Hatch a Dinosaur where he has like... The- I have some major thoughts on that. Okay, so We'll good. get to that. But in The Og and I, Commissioner Gordon's been kidnapped. And Batgirl says to Alfred, I know we'll be able to figure out where my father is by smelling the air a lot. <laughs> because he has a very distinctive cologne. Yeah. And Alfred says correctly, well, well, why don't we tell Batman and Robin so that they can help? And Batgirl gives this very long-winded explanation Basically about, saying, like, if they say, oh, Batgirl knows what Commissioner Gordon smells like and the scent of his cologne, they're going to put two and two together that I'm Barbara right. Gordon? My question is, couldn't Barbara Gordon say to Alfred or even to Batman, my father, or couldn't Batgirl say... Well, Barbara Gordon told me right. that I mean, her they're, father... They're that dense that they could have been like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why couldn't Barbara Gordon tell Batgirl? Right. <laughs> it's, it's a very overcom... And these episodes, for me, showed really a weakness in the writing that I think yeah. the craziness of Surf's Up masked because Surf's Up is so crazy right. that you think, okay, they're just embracing craziness. And... Specifically, too, I think that Surf's Up is kind of almost high on its own supply in terms of mm, crazy. Mm. These ones, even Had Hatch a Dinosaur, isn't as yeah, crazy. No, definitely not. But it's definitely the craziest between the three Egghead episodes. And I also think th- his scheme in this episode is really weak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, compared... Although, I, I must say, though, the thing I loved about the, the... There's two parts in Og and I that made me just... I could not stop laughing, which is when he sits down at the diner and Chief O'Hara is like, oh, I'll have the pastrami and coffee. And he sits down and he tells the cook he'll have six uh, six eggs. And the cook is like, six eggs? Now, you know who that is? The cook? Who's the cook? That's Alan Hale Jr., who played the skipper on Gilligan's Island. Oh. And what's the character's name in the show? Gilligan. Oh. <laughs> and at the time, Alan Hale Jr. owned a very famous restaurant in Hollywood. Okay. So it was actually like a double or triple reference. Like meta reference. But I actually think that Egghead's scheme is, of any villain's scheme, the least thought out. <laughs> you know, if, if the Joker's scheme to, to take over the Gotham City by winning a surfing contest is the craziest. Right. Egghead's scheme of taking over Gotham by hatching a dinosaur is the least thought out <laughs> of him really not considering. Well, and also considering the too outcome. that Egghead clearly hasn't seen the lost world. Yeah. Because he, he hasn't seen, he's no Roland Tembo no. <laughs> in lost world. Okay. So why don't we go through the story? I mean, as, as much as you can, because 
You're right. There are some really weak moments in this writing where I almost feel like their pitch alone was just to we want Batman to be involved with the dinosaur it's in some <laughs> right exactly. some way. Batman meets dinosaur. Okay, so we open up on the streets through an establishing stock footage shot of Gotham City, which is also clearly New York City. Morning in Gotham City, but a day that dawns brightly is no guarantee against darkening disaster our next oh don't wait for me we see an old lady and a (laughs) boy scout attempt to cross the street i also was like after watching these in succession i was like by the second time i was like oh this is the bit it's a runner that it's an old lady can't keep up because he's on a donkey and we see yeah, Egghead's riding on a donkey, and there's he's following an unseen army marching <laughs> up Gotham City Street. Which also, you're right, that goes to show the cheapness, though, because they couldn't afford the to army see. is only heard. Like we only hear the ah, ah and they're stomping on the ground, yeah. and they're like, "What is that? It's the Cossacks!" <laughs> it's like a Godzilla movie where you just hear roaring going on off. Except this is just five guys, and we find out that that street. Market Street, the only thing on that street is the Gotham City Radium Center <laughs> on this entire block. Which also is so funny because when he rides in the opposite direction, it's a beeline <laughs> to police headquarters. Right. So the same street that connects the Radium Center is the same street that connects police headquarters. Also, who is the city developer in <laughs> Gotham City that you put the Radium Center in the middle of town? <laughs> Right where you go get your pastrami sandwich, yeah. turn your head, Radium Center. <laughs> and then we arrive at the Radium Center where, now this is interesting. In the version I had, uh-huh. this scene was cut. Really? This was not, uh, probably for time, where Olga and Egghead steal two pounds of uh, radium for a uh, Which I do find funny. experiment. <laughs> I do Nisky. find funny that they dumb down Olga, like to a point of like, when he's like, this is the hot stuff. And she hot touches- stuff? She touches the the box that the radium is in. She's like, "This is cold. It is trick." <laughs> well, what, you know, it's funny you say that because if you do watch the Egghead Olga episodes, I guess Og and I is more Olga centric, mm-hmm. where she's really the main villain. Egghead's kind of sitting around, and then this one, it's more Egghead, and then Og couple, it's more really the two of them. Right. There's more. There's more equal weight, but they steal the uh, the uh, what is it? Radium. Right. From the Techninsky. The way we know that Olga is from another country is she ends ski at the end of every word. <laughs> so like Egghead is Eggski. And Batman is Batski. Batski. And uh, Batushka. Oh, Batushka. Excuse me. And, and then Robin is Malchik, which I don't know how you get Malchik out of Robin. Now, as you know, taking radium affects computers. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> and... The back computer in the back cave, as Robin says, is none too frisky today. <laughs> and uh, they get a call from, of course, the two witless wonders. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, that's why they are like my favorite characters. And in because... this episode, Gordon makes some of the stupidest, most unprofessional things a cop has ever done. <laughs> and this is, of course, is where Batman and Robin are told by Commissioner Gordon and Police Chief O'Hara that radium has been stolen from the uh, radium center, which Batman somehow somehow knows is type 6, isotype 14. Right. And then the entire theft amounts to only $1,600. Which is or not... $16,000. Right, and that's too low for an egghead crime. Even though they've only committed, in the terms of this episode, one crime before. But okay, he knows that there's something odd 
why did they only steal that amount of radium? And you know what? Might be the first step in a larger crime. Thanks, Batman. <laughs> By the way, this just occurred to me. If in the the Batman, the Robert Pattinson one, he's like right. the greatest detective. In this one, Batman is the worst detective ever. <laughs> because he either spends the episode rubbing his cowl, crossing his hands, or waiting for things to happen around him. And then we cut to the uh, opening credits. I must say, after the credits, when we're in the Gotham library, it's one of these things where they're just putting characters in a situation because we need to let the audience in on something later. But how does Barbara Gordon have time to both be Batgirl and then also be a part-time paleontologist? Well, in the comic books, Barbara has a PhD in library science. So that does come from the comics, but... Like, way, way later. Right, but also, she's specifically interested in paleontology. Right, like, like she has a hot... Her hobby is paleontology. <laughs> Not skiing, but paleontology. Because at, at police headquarters, Batman and Robin, they basically say, I wonder what they're going to do. Like, maybe they'll poison the water supply. And Batman says something like, it would take like 500 pounds or something. He of... says that there's not... They didn't steal enough to poison right. the water supply. And, of course, Commissioner Whitless says, well, perhaps they'll build a diabolical weapon. <laughs> because why else? What else are villains going to do? And Batman says again says, no, no. not enough. Because apparently you need X amount of radium to poison and kill people. Right. Once again, Batman knows exactly how much would poison. And this scene with Batman ends with him saying, we'll just have to wait for the villains to do something and maybe that'll give us a clue. <laughs> The scene ends with Batman literally saying, I'm not smart. He's smart enough to know the isotype type. And that but this not also, so this is a thing that comes back though later in the episode when, remember where he is able to deduce that the professor that stayed at Wayne Manor six right. months ago, he's able to figure out the name of that professor, knows that he just published an article in some very specific radiology <laughs> magazine that Bruce Wayne is somehow a subscriber to. That the public library the public can't library, afford. They, we had to do that to cut the budget, save save money. The other part of that scene with uh, at the police headquarters that creeps me out a little bit is when O'Hara's reaction to betas and gammas. That yeah. They're crawling all over crawling him. Crawling all over me. <laughs> Paleontology uh, expert Barbara right. Gordon. Part-time Alan Grant goes to... Uh, she goes to, to bring this heavy book to the museum. Oh, but one very important thing we forgot about the library is that you see the exterior shot of it. It is most certainly not the New York Public <laughs> Library. It's Gotham Library. It's not. It doesn't have. It, it doesn't have those exact same lions. It doesn't look like the scene where the old lady got scared, scared in Ghostbusters, where Bill Murray asked about her menstrual cycle. Right. It's not the same place. No. Totally different place. Right. Barbara takes the this big giant book to uh, Professor Dactyl, Dactyl. Which do you get the joke? Now I want to know when he was growing up, Professor Dactyl. Did he have any choice in his career path? Like, if your name is Dactyl, do you have to study dinosaurs? Unless, is that like a stage name? Did he... Did he, oh, did he acquire it? Did he fall in love with the study of paleontology so much that he goes, no, I'm Dactyl now? <laughs> Which, either way, there's no good solution to it. And quite possible in Gotham City that, you know, people are always... They're dressing up like bats. Maybe I'll... <laughs> I'm going to become a professor. I'm going to take... I'm I'm a a dinosaur It's like when you have confirmation, you take someone's saint name. Right. He got his PhD and said, I'm so devoted to the study of dinosaurs. I I am a dinosaur now. (laughs) 
<laughs> and this is a pivotal scene. It's an aggravating scene mm-hmm. for me because as this conversation is happening between Barbara and Professor Dactyl, he essentially poo-poos the idea of like this 40 million um, year old dinosaur egg neosaurus it has no commercial value (laughs) he said they would be ridiculous to think that the one and only (laughs) this rare egg that no one has in the world that's one of a time it's nothing no one wants it and certainly no villain who was into eggs could (laughs) possibly want it so i was i just kept thinking like what I How also, stupid can you be? I also couldn't tell if Professor Dactyl was putting the moves on Barbara Gordon. I don't know. Like, I think his idea of turning a woman on is by, is by showing a woman a fossilized thigh bone of a female gigantic <laughs> saber-toothed tiger from outer Svetlovia, which and, of course is from outside outer Mongolia. Right. But then when they leave the scene... We see where Egghead and Olga are hiding. We're hot behind that fossil Hengski. They're basically <laughs> about six feet away from them, hiding behind a like two foot long <laughs> pillar. Like they're basically standing in plain view, right. but crouching down. <laughs> like that—that's all you. In order to be an arch foe, an arch criminal in Gotham City, if you can crouch, you can hide from everybody. <laughs> if you can hide behind a toothpick. Wait, and you know what? You're right. He's, it's not even like they're hiding behind a solid mass. They're, they're hiding, behind, hiding a, behind a pillar. A sc- and like the skull. It, it's see-through. Yeah. You can see through it. Like you can see the top of <laughs> Oh, it. that's Egghead. <laughs> yeah, you can see his head. You can see his chrome dome. <laughs> you can see Olga's uh, f- fox. Her babushka. Her babushka. And of course, this is where Olga and Egghead steal the egg. Now, here's a scene. Now, this is the part that bothered me. They're going to steal this egg. And the egg, by the way, is like the egg that baby Huey came out of. Right. It's it's well over six feet tall. How is this guy and this woman who does nothing but point her sword? How are they moving it? The Cossacks aren't there. Do the Cossacks come in afterwards? Well, because remember, they're always off screen. How do you, so. how do you, how do you move this egg? Do they have a cart? How do you cart out an egg? Well, regardless, it still has to go to Egghead's secret lair, so... And is the, and this part later on at the end, I wasn't sure of, but we'll get to it. It's possible that the egg is empty. So maybe they could just roll it? Do they Do they roll it? I was very... It was, even if it was empty, it would still crack. I was very rolled. confused by the mechanics of the movement of this, this <laughs> egg. Like, how do they plan to get the egg anywhere? That's them just kind of rushing through it. Like, it doesn't matter. Just go. Now, this is this... Now, coming up now... Is the scene where I think Gordon shows how completely inept he is. Because, again, Batman and Robin are in the police headquarters. And Barbara Gordon calls Daddy right. to tell him that the egg has been stolen. And Gordon, the police commissioner, commissioner. who is working on some very sensitive case materials, gives out every piece of information <laughs> on the case to a civilian who happens to be his daughter. The radium was stolen, that they think it was Egghead and Olga, and his way of, of dealing with revealing sensitive information is to say, please don't tell anyone. This is off the record. Which I think shows his complete ineptitude as a police officer. Well, also considering, too, that later in this episode, Batman essentially says crime fighting is not necessarily for women. It could <laughs> yeah. go to show exactly how much Gordon actually cares about his daughter. And, of course, at this point, Batman has no idea why. By the way, of course you know why Egg- Egghead stole a dinosaur egg. <laughs> it's still... Not grand larceny. It's still a... 
major felony because you yeah. stole a very rare item from a public institution. And of course, Batman still has no idea, but he, he he's assuming because they stole the radium, it might have some connection to this other theft. So what do they do? They go back to the Batcave where... Oh, that's right. And that's the note that I have here written down is that stupid Judy would be proud of... Ah, uh, uh, yes. Not They would not be proud of Batman since they have to use bat, uh, brain power. Because it turns out that supercomputers can't look back into prehistoric times. <laughs> and apparently Batman didn't know that. So what is his solution? He's going to furrow his brow, put his hand to his head, and tap his cowl. And use brain power. Use brain power. Which, of course, at the same time, Barbara Gordon is in the library and she's going over books that might have something to do with radium. I don't know what, I don't know what she's looking for. <laughs> the director for. basically said, just look busy with yeah, the pages. Flip pages, honey. Come on. We're on a tight <laughs> schedule here. We have this library for five minutes more. And now simultaneous. Well, they don't climax at the same time, but it's almost <laughs> Batman remembers using brain, brain power. power. He says to Robin, do you remember a professor Willis Grimes? And Robin says, you mean that radiologist that stayed at Wayne Manor about six months ago? As though there was another <laughs> professor who stayed at the Wayne Manor. And he says, doesn't he say something about, like, he was studying something very specific about the Ir irradiation. Of, and that Robin then goes, it was too confusing for me. <laughs> Didn't make a lot of sense. And even Batman's like, he says something that essentially means, like, that's because you're stupid, Robin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so... At the same moment, no, he calls upstairs to Alfred, who is apparently always just dusting in that one <laughs> room. You have a huge mansion, but but Alfred is always in that one Maybe room. that's because when Batman and Robin are off fighting crimes, he's dusting the other parts of the mansion. Maybe, maybe. You might, well, although there's been times where, where, where Batman's been out, and apparently it must be very loud. Right. Because Alfred always can hear it no matter where in the house he is. And, and Batman says to Alfred to look up this was about a uh oh gosh i have it i have it here that oh this was the other part that is immensely stupid and uh -huh. maybe it maybe it wasn't so stupid in the 1960s but today it's immensely stupid or robin says well why don't we call professor grimes maybe he can help because he was working on radium i think was the was the like how do you get from a to b i guess the a to b was he was working on irradiation and radium right because the word raid is in both is of in those both. words so Thought, and by the way, it's not no, it's not isotype, it's isotope, uh -huh. but no one really checked. They didn't care. Me. They weren't so, sh they didn't care so much about scientific accuracy. Right. As evident by the fact that it's about hatching a, a dinosaur. Hatching a dinosaur with Brady. But, but ba Robin says, well, why don't we call him? And Batman says, well, he's out of the country. <laughs> so, oh, shucks, Batman. <laughs> and so I maybe, okay, I'm, I'm willing to accept it might have been difficult to get a hold of someone. Right. But there's no other experts on rate and the radiation that they could maybe call. Maybe not in Gotham City. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm willing to play ball on that one. <laughs> I'm willing to play ball on that one. So they call upstairs. Alfred, can you? By the way, there's a no, lot of guesswork in this. But not even that, because he's for sure he is definite and positive. Oh, you're right. That you're right. There is an article that he wrote in this newest issue of the Southeastern Regional Journal of Applied Radiology. I believe you're is the, is that the title you're looking for? <laughs> that's, that's Batman's uh, breakfast reading. Is that yeah. he has that with his eggs? <laughs> I can actually I can imagine Batman like after a hard day in the cave, going upstairs, popping open a cold uh, diet coke, 
and reading the Southeast. Journal. He started Regional Journal of Applied Radiology. Just, just chilling out. That's how he. That's how he. That's his chosen reading. Some people choose to read. You know. Uh, I would like to see the book club that he belongs to, though, where they're all talking about this specific radiology <laughs> journal. Now, this was probably my least favorite scene in the in the episode because I thought this belongs in Three's company. This moment. Oh. Between the phone call? Yeah, because then Barbara calls because she also has Professor Grimes. She somehow, it it pops into her head. And and she says to Petula, her co-worker at the uh, library, do we have the Southeastern Regional Journal of Applied Radiology? And, and, and of course, Petula says, Barbara, no. You know this. The city cut our budget. And Barbara goes, that's right, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) But... This must either be a very expensive journal to subscribe to. I've never heard of a, of a library not be able to afford books. They can't books. afford it, not even books. It would a wouldn't ju- it be like a magazine? Yeah, it's like the Lancet. It's a journal. So like, <laughs> like you how can't much afford. Could that possibly be? <laughs> Is this really only for millionaires? Uh, well, and then of course, Potulia says, "Well, the only person I know in Gotham City <laughs> who subscribes to more periodicals than the New York Public than the excuse me the Gotham City Public Library is Bruce Wayne, millionaire Bruce Wayne." But then let me ask this: Does Bruce Wayne go about <laughs> spouting about his <laughs> subscription to this journal, or it's, is that public knowledge? Nicholas, that, like... knowing radiology is key at crime fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know this by now? Okay, this is this is what I hated. Alfred miraculously finds a journal. We never see where all these books are, by the way. It's literally just out of frame. It might be used to prop up Bruce Wayne's desk or something, but he <laughs> finds it. And, and it, Alfred gets back on the bat phone and says, I, I found it, sir. And then the other phone rings. And rather than just say the name, he says, oh, could you wait one second? And he puts the phone down and picks up the outside line. All this could have been solved by texting, by the way. <laughs> and then... It's Barbara Gordon who's looking for the exact same journal. And so he puts both receivers to his ears. He says whatever the title is. But he's like, after they say it, and they're like, got it. He goes, thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. And then he makes the face where he like, he has like a mini panic attack because of this. He's like, and then he hangs up. Now, okay. One, why didn't he just say to Barbara, okay, I'll call you back when I got it. Tell Batman, then call her back. Two, did Barbara ever question, why did you find it so quickly? <laughs> did you just, were you were you literally reading it? Do you have it like in your back pocket all the time? <laughs> it took no time for him to find this very obscure periodical. I mean, that also goes to him letting Batman know about this. I mean, I, it, right. Well, same thing. So, But also the other thing I have a problem with too is that this goes back to, I guess it's the odd couple one where... She's entrusting this elderly butler to know the secret that she is Batgirl and that Batgirl is, you know, Barbara Gordon. And I must confess, the first episode Batgirl appeared in was called Enter... uh, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Enter Batgirl Exit Penguin. I don't really remember the circumstances around how she met up with Alfred, but my first thought was, you're working with Alfred, who works for Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Batman and Robin look exactly like, like Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. <laughs> Do you ever question that for a second? <laughs> but okay, so everybody gets their journal, the journal title, of, which is, of course, the revitalizing fossil forms by the use of high-energy radioactive <laughs> energy sources. Batman hangs up and 
it's revealed the big teaser before the break is that Egghead's plan is he's going to hatch a Neosaurus egg, to which Robin says, That's impossible! Now, by the way, what moron is excited <laughs> or, or shocked by this revelation? Because I want you to tell me, how did the writer, this is a key screenwriting quiz, how did the writer ruin this big reveal? The way it's written, it's supposed to be the shocking re- revelation that Egghead's plans to hatch a dinosaur. How do we know from the very beginning of this episode that Egghead's plan is to hatch a dinosaur? Um, uh, 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 mm, I think it's because the episode's called How to Hatch a Dinosaur. Right, that's like saying Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Sose. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's what you call the movie. Right. That's what the movie is called. <laughs> that's like saying Faye Dunaway and the other girl is her mother in Chinatown or her sister, whatever it is. Right. Barbosa is back at the end of this movie <laughs> is the title of two. Okay, so commercial. And then we come back for a very lackluster season. Uh, uh, I have two. to say, yeah, once it... Because now this would be, if there if this was a two-part episode, this particular one alone, that would have been the end of right. episode Cause, one. Because that's really the end of act. In, in this, it's really two acts. So we're in act two. And so we're now in Egghead's lair, which, by the way, is the exact same lair they use in the other two. Right. They had just drape it. Which, by the way, curtains. why didn't the police just go back to the exact same lair they found <laughs> them at the last time? But it, it doesn't matter because by the way that it wraps up, they, they're literally... Yeah, and they seem to know. So, at, in the, in, in the uh, layer, Egghead has this, you know, this, this shield and these gloves, and he has this slightly phallic thing that he's shooting at And we at also the... know that it's called the zapping machine. Why is that, Taylor? Because there's a big label on it. <laughs> because the villains in Batman movies love labels. I feel like all the villains went to a very, very strict kindergarten class, yeah. and they were all taught the importance of labeling your work. Like, I'm thinking back to, like, Mrs. Seda's kindergarten class, and I remember there being, like, shelves. I remember there being signs like pens, right, uh, toys, <laughs> and it's the same thing. I mean, the villain's layers are... They have a penchant like for organization. Yeah, they, love, they love it. And so, uh, of course, uh, Egghead's scheme is he's going to hatch. Now, this is pivotal to the plot. It's established that Grimes's theory has never been tested before, but Egghead is confident. By the way, it's established in the previous Egghead episodes, his original two-parter, uh, that he's the smartest criminal in the world. Because <laughs> the bigger your head is, the smarter you are. Clearly. Not apparently by Will Smith's actions, because he's <laughs> a pretty big head himself, but nonetheless. And so his scheme is he's going to hatch the dinosaur, the Neosaurus. And with it, he says to Olga, they will control Gotham City. And by controlling Gotham City, he will have enough dowry even for Olga. Okay, let's break this down. So we need to break it down step by step. The first step is that... How do you control a dinosaur? (laughs) You you call up your friend Chris Pratt and you say... Right. Hey, uh, can you show me that clicker thing you did with blue? In a way, you know what? This does Jurassic World owes a little bit of uh, deference to to uh, how to hatch a dinosaur. Because you're right. Does Egghead think you? Is it like a like he thinks it's like a poodle that you can train to right. do tricks? Hey, Neosaurus. No, no, no. Listen, look. No, nope. you sit. I want you to eat. Eat. No, no. Eat, Commissioner Gore. Not right, all. Because you. 
I do, I do think that was funny. He was like, I have a delicious dinner for them. That's <laughs> where he's at his most evil, like, like mustache twirling. I have a three-course meal planned for him. I was hoping it would be Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. And for dessert, Commissioner Gordon and Chief Harrow. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's the, the other o- thing, yeah. too, that I feel like we're forgetting about is Please. that Egghead, any time there is a way to insert Egg into the sentence. Excellent is his right. big one. Experiment. Example. Exquisite. Exquisite. Uh, okay, so that's one dumb thing about his plot. Second thing is, what happens if he can't control it? He now has a dinosaur that's going to destroy Gotham City. Which I guess. But he won't make any. If his goal is, oh, I to want make money. I sure. want money. Destroying the city is not a way to. Unless he has like insurance on the city <laughs> somehow he was able to put out an insurance policy on all I, of Gotham but because what what was the scheme in the egg oh he, oh and that's what the scheme was though in oh it was involving the lease with the chief that's a whole other story but it makes no sense here's the third reason it's dumb how does releasing a dinosaur how do you get money how are you gonna get I oh, suppose you're gonna I suppose, and again, this is me really pulling at strands here, okay. but I'm supposing that by him having a trained dinosaur, <laughs> it allows some sort of clout for him to sort of say, uh, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to have the dinosaur eat you. But that's if he has a trained Neosaurus. If he doesn't have a trained Neosaurus, then he better w- as well get out of Dodge. He better run, <laughs> which ultimately he does. he does. And then most importantly... Mm-hmm. If this was going for H.R. Geiger levels of science fiction and trying to... No. No. Because I know very little about science, but I know for a fact that you cannot create a dinosaur from radium. You cannot hatch dinosaurs. Yeah, also, as Oak says, it's stale. Because it's 40, <laughs> it's 40 minute, million years old. And and then with the zapping machine, so the gloves, you know, he, he has the, like you said, like it's like a hose yeah. that is supposed to shoot the radium. I'm sorry, but, baby. I love you. <laughs> oh, that's hoe. It's not doing anything. Like it literally, he puts his hands in the gloves. The gloves grab the hose and it's basically a flashlight. And also everyone else is standing out, not behind the lead. <laughs> so, so the woman he loves, spraying everywhere. the woman he loves who he's going through all this trouble for, he's poisoning with radio. So, okay, now we get to another part where Batman shows off just what a bad detective he is. Uh-huh. This is where they equip the Bat-mobile uh, oh. with the Bat-Geiger. The Bat-Geiger. Which is going to pick up the radium, The I guess the the emissions of it? It's basically a radium GPS. Yeah, exactly. And they've adjusted it to react only to the source of oh. radium that Egghead stole. And somehow, Batgirl has her own. And by the way. Despite not knowing that. Now, here's another important thing. Why didn't Batman do this to begin with the moment that it was stolen? Well, because he says, hindsight, hindsight is better than foresight. And that is supposed to cover up the entire plot <laughs> hole, which is, gee whiz, Batman, you're right. Why didn't you just do this from the beginning? Also, hindsight is not better than foresight. And also, why did you just stand around this entire episode <laughs> until this moment? So Batman and Robin and Batgirl are stalking the streets of Gotham City, looking at their the Geiger counter, and they eventually run into each other outside of a warehouse, which looks like it's in the center of town, by the way. 
That you're right. That was weird. It was like almost like a um, a warehouse plopped right in the middle of like a strip mall. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like in the financial district. There's this major warehouse. <laughs> now this is where the episode, if it hadn't fallen apart before, it completely crumbles into ashes at this moment because True. inside Egghead is still yanking on his hose. I thank you. And Batgirl and Robin now. Because outside, they've said, that okay, we're going to go in together. And as Batgirl says, she loves to crash parties. But only Robin and Batgirl go inside. Now, where's Batman? And so, of course, they fight. And it's one of the lamest fights. Because Batgirl basically just kicks a lot. This comes, too, with the fact that the quality of everything has taken a nosedive by season three. But... A lot of the punches are are well past people's faces. <laughs> and a lot of the action is covered up by With, the blams and the stuff. And my favorite piece of action, though, comes from Batgirl. I must say this. Because she kind of wimpily grabs a taxidermied animal and just kind of, like, bonks it on one of the Cossack's head. But he goes, like, flying through the air. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it might, maybe it was in the Og and I... Which is the one where they where, where Batgirl does like a Russian dance? That was in. Or was that the Odd Couple? I have couple. that here. That's in the Odd Couple, in which they have the ice sabers, and she's trying to avoid getting stabbed, but it's basically a a jig. Yeah, whatever like, that like, whatever that famous Russian dance is, where they go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so of course, because Batgirl's a, a girl, right? She gets captured by Egghead. She has she's no match for the Cossacks. And Batgirl and Robin are, are uh, captured. And, of course, uh, Batgirl says, uh, that was a slimy trick, you rotten egg. <laughs> and now they question, where's Batman? And, and, and the only explanation Egghead has is that clearly Batman is afraid of him. <laughs> and that's why Batman didn't show up right. to the fight. Okay, now this is important. I mean, uh, important's not the right word, but... Actually, what's the exact opposite of important? Unimportant. <laughs> Uh, Egghead finally he, he 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 yanks on his hose one more time and well and also remember because he essentially zaps the egg with this light flash that's supposed to be radium it's a it's a flashlight but he does it for like half a second and then he's <laughs> like I heard it move and then he runs back to the corner and zaps it again he's like do you hear it and then runs back again <laughs> and then he le- puts his head against and I thought Vincent Price's reaction was pretty funny actually when oh when it's like about to hatch when the egg is hatching. And of course, the egg hatches and Egghead backs away and he cowers and the uh, egg cracks open and a costume of a dinosaur walks out? Someone, literally a guy in a costume because it's standing on two legs. Which, by the way, in the scene where we see the egg for the first time, right next to the egg is that costume. Oh. Is the Neosaurus egg. If you look, it's right there and I think this co- this costume was also used in Lost in Space, the original show Lost oh, in Space. Okay. This was like a this was like Robbie the robot. It was a costume that kind of right. got moved around, and so of course Egghead being faced with the reality of oh my god, I just hatched a dinosaur that I have zero control over. <laughs> he, he he first tries to get I'm your daddy, don't you love me? And of course the dinosaur is roaring. Very loud. It actually kind of had a Kong seventy six type of roar, like it had that. It had a, a gorilla like roar. A, uh, yeah, not a dinosaur roar. And of course, Egghead, Olga, and the Cossacks run out. They 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 actually flee the building and run directly into a police now, truck. Now, what do you? 
you know, like at a warehouse where you go to a warehouse and the back of the warehouse is where, where the like a loading dock. That's that's the word I'm looking for. They run down the loading dock into the police car. And it's also not like the trucks are disguised as another truck or anything. It actually says police. They're just open. The door's open. They're waiting for them. But, and Egghead is like, no, it's too terrifying. <laughs> I have to get into this. Just take us away. I'm scared of this fake looking dinosaur costume. <laughs> <laughs> so they run down and they're defeated by being afraid. Is essentially. <laughs> and so Batman. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> That's a reference from. Home Alone. It's true. I think, doesn't he also say that in the page master? I think you're right. Remember, but you're right. I, yeah, he comes down. I'm not afraid anymore. And then the guy of course, just... in page master, he, he shows he's not afraid by doing a Tony Hawk like <laughs> stunt. <laughs> Over a fallen telephone pole. <laughs> right. So, Batgirl and Robin, there's a dinosaur. Maybe if we take him from different sides, we can stop him. But then, this is one of those moments, too, where you're like, <laughs> did they not think, wait a second. That's clearly someone in a costume. There are so many layers to this. It's like Inception. Because, of course, as they approach, they realize... A, a line that I remember from my childhood, because I, I never realized that Batman loved peanut butter sandwiches. Robin says, in, in, in reference to the dinosaur, the Neosaurus... Right, that he doesn't want... Though, personally, I think it would rather eat peanut butter sandwiches than Gothamites. And we cut two, or we hear Batman's voice. That's right, Robin. He actually isn't even taking off... The head of the costume, it's already off him. Right. Batman is, of course, in the costume, the dinosaur costume, in his Batman costume. (laughs) That is also, as Batgirl says, well, how were you able to not be affected by the radium? And he said, well, I lined my costume with... uh, He had the time. Now, okay. This is the part that needs to be broken. Break this down because there's too many levels. It's like an onion. Okay. On the one hand, is this costume... The dinosaur costume supposed to be a dinosaur costume, or is he inside the mummified skin of a dinosaur? True. <laughs> That's one thing. Second, are these people stupid enough to think that a dinosaur costume is, is a real the same dinosaur? Thing as a dinosaur, because like a 1960 audience is watching this, and you're you're accepting okay. We don't have CGI yet, right? So we're accepting this as a real dinosaur. Uh huh. In the world of the of the, of the episode, Batman, so, yeah, this dinosaur costume is a dinosaur costume. So, so how could anyone be fooled by it? Thirdly, which I think they actually even say, "Don't worry about this." <laughs> yes, they do. They say they never address it. Someone says, "Well, Batman." Commissioner ha- Gore, uh, Chief of Harris says when they're all having angel food cake at, at, at for Barbara's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> oh, I have it written down actually. Uh, they're eat- I have I have eating cake. O'Hara says, but how could Batman get inside a Neosaurus egg? And Gordon says, this is this is how lazy these people are, these writers. Right. Apparently, he hatched his own little plot, Chief. <laughs> so, the question is... It literally is, don't worry about it. How did Batman get inside the egg without breaking the back of the egg? Secondly, did he somehow know where Egghead's lair was to switch out the real egg that's that's what you would fake egg like I almost thought well they should have said that the egg Egghead stole was a that was a fake egg that they put on display right that the real egg was in the back that would have made more sense and maybe there was a I still don't know how he got in there also if this is a real egg 
where's the stuff that's in an egg? Like an egg. <laughs> it's, the it's point. Lit- of, the whole point of having an egg. <laughs> is that you have stuff inside the egg? Yeah, you have the the yolk. You yolk, have everything. You have the albumin. Where is it? Did that? I mean, it dissipated in forty million I mean, years. I, I'm willing to believe. Okay, maybe it dried up, but it's literally empty. <laughs> it's empty. It's an empty egg. And and then the worst insult of all, they never attempt to explain it at all. <laughs> Here's another thing I'm confused by: Batgirl, Robin, and and Batman. We saw the scene. They met outside. Right. They and said, we're going in. And then two of them in. said, well, then two of them enter. Where did they, one, think Batman went? How did Batman have the time between them walking from the outside True. inside to go to the museum, get the costume, bring it back, line it with lead, get inside the... So right behind the radium center is the library. Behind that is Egghead's lair. It all takes so place... All, and, and then next door to that... Is the warehouse. It all takes place in a 35-foot radius, apparently. <laughs> because, okay, let's go really extreme. It takes five minutes to walk from the outside of the of the warehouse into Egghead's lair. Right. How in that period of time did Batman do all this stuff? Or, uh, you're right, was this a pre-planned... No- like, did, some, did Batman somehow have the notion that I'm going to need to get the Neosaurus costume line it with lead then hop into a hollowed out egg or does batman just always have a dinosaur costume is that, with is lead next to the atomic battery yeah it's in the top it's in the trunk and then of course it cut i'm almost by the way i'm almost willing i'm i'm hoping that maybe because they said okay we're gonna switch up these episodes and take them out of order clearly stuff as i say if you watch them you pay really close attention mm-hmm. stuff was inserted just to kind of patch up the uh, lack of continuity probably because one of the things that I read was that they wanted to do that with the Londinium episodes, but story-wise it was hard to, to split them up because how they're, they're going to go back and forth over the course of several weeks. To, <laughs> but I almost want to believe, okay, maybe there was a logical explanation. Maybe there weren't these many plot holes, but when they had to re-edit right. like, logic was lost, you know, like, like maybe this was the justice league. This was the Joss Whedon Justice League of the Batman episodes, like certain logical things or, or the Fantastic Four stick. Right. Where it's just, it just got chopped to it pieces. It got chopped to pieces. I want to believe that. But okay. Realistically. My, my second favorite scene is in Barbara's apartment where they're eating Barbara's birthday cake. I thank you. And, then, and of course, this this stupid oh, thing. Oh, they are in Barbara's apartment. Yeah, it's Barbara's apartment. I thought it was police headquarters. No, no. They're in Barbara's apartment. And of course, Barbara is telling... Everything that went on, and when when Bruce Wayne questions, well, how do you know all this? Because the only way you could have known this is if you were there as Batgirl, because you look exactly and sound exactly like her. Uh, Doesn't she say something about, um, well, everyone knows Batman's exploits or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something, right? something, some kind of, and she uses some kind of. Um, oh, I'll never tell. Yeah, some Batman's like latest soiree or some, something like that. Yeah, and then it comes to a great surprise, which, as we mentioned before, I guess I forgot about. Just because we, we, we spent so much time last time talking about the episode itself. It's the episode before Surf's Up, Joker's Under. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear Skip Parker on the phone, then you see him. It was a very wonderful surprise. And especially because they used some of the footage, obviously, right. from, from uh, that, that, that episode. episode. It, it was especially hilarious, though, in watching these three episodes, mm-hmm. that even their outro was 
lazy enough to basically just say, what will happen? You'll have to watch the next episode. And that's the way they almost ended word for word. Yeah. See, this is an episode I have I have nostalgia for because I watched it as a kid. And I still think in terms of craziness, you know, nothing beats Sir Sub Jokers under. The other one that's pretty crazy, we'll have to decide next season which one we'll do next season. This is the one with the UFO, right? I think that's probably number two craziest. But but this episode, well, then there's also the Nora Clavicle. That, that one's not crazy as much as it's so insanely dated. Right. In terms of its politics, I guess you want to even say, but just its craziness. But uh, maybe, uh, maybe next year we'll do uh, Joker's Flying Saucer. But this one, The Scheme, I can't think of a villain. Even uh, Vera Farmagiana <laughs> in her, her evil scheme in King of the Monsters to, to release monsters so that they destroy the well, Earth. Even at this too, like even if you were just taking other Batman villains. Oh, I know, I know one you're thinking of, Mister Freeze and Poison <laughs> Ivy. Yeah, they're completely counterintuitive, totally plans. incomparable plot schemes, and yet they want because because <laughs> Mister Freeze wants to freeze the Earth, and Poison Ivy wants to have it be lush and full of, <laughs> so it doesn't quite. I don't even understand real. I mean, I know that the dinosaur has to come from an egg, but Egghead's whole thing is egg-related crimes. <laughs> As an adult, I have to say, I think I did like the Og and I episode more. More because it, it felt more of a, like, complete... It didn't have these ridiculous laps in logic. Which one was your favorite of the three? I, I think I like the resolve of the Og and I the most because that's the one where Egghead... Remind me. Egghead throws... Uh, essentially exploding Oh, and they're all crying. Because the... Chickens have all been eating onions. Are you okay, Commissioner so, Gordon? So, somehow, these chickens have incredible anuses because they can create eggs that are bombs that are full of tear gas, basically. Right, because I guess the logic is cutting onions makes you cry. So if a chicken eats Even, a lot of onions, the eggs will have the properties of cutting onions. Which... I don't know that that's how chicken biology works at all. all. <laughs> Obscure Obsessions 2 is directed and produced by Taylor and Nick Sicario and is a co-production with Tan Productions. Special thanks to Anchor for podcast distribution and to Twin Musicom and Walpurnian Music for providing the score. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for episode details, previews, and more. And check out our blog at obscureobsessionsblog.blogspot.com for movie recommendations, lists, reviews, and articles. We thank you for your continued support.